BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Hey, it's Fantasy Football Weekly Conference Championship time. I'm Paul Charchian, my co-host, Brian Johnson. What's up, Charge? Hey, hey, hey. So uh, last week wasn't really the best weekend of football, was it? You see, I, I, this, I was nervous about them. Like, I think they're going to be blowouts. Yeah. And mostly they were. And then some of the games weren't as good as we had hoped. And I don't know. It, it, it turned out okay. It was still playoff football. Yeah, I guess the, the, the Kansas City-Jacksonville game was the best one. But is it crazy to think that if Mahomes didn't get hurt that the Jaguars might have they might have had a, a better thing. chance. Maybe that game just yeah. got weird at, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, Jamal Agnew. I don't know what he was thinking. Oh, that fall, oh, that hurt. That hurt. He's had yeah. so many big plays though throughout the course of the season. They wouldn't no, have been hard. in that game. No, you, you get the feeling. Agnew. He was yeah. like that X factor on yeah. special teams and some right. offensive if, plays. If he doesn't have that uh, that turnover deep in their territory, who knows? That yeah. thing could have been a little bit different. The rest of those games uh, were pretty much duds, though. Unfortunately, we're going to break down the this week's games: San Francisco at Philadelphia, and of course Cincinnati at Kansas City. But I've got a couple odds and ends I want to I want to talk to you about fantasy football related. I want to start here. There's one player in each of the four remaining teams that could reasonably be taken first overall in next August's drafts. Let yeah. me start with some let me start with the chalky guys, the two chalky guys. Let's start with Christian McCaffrey. Do you think he should go at pick number one next year? 
we talked about, you know, we, we forecasted the, the first round a few weeks ago. And I remember, I recall saying McCaffrey and I think Eckler are the two running backs we'll see go in the first round. Maybe Barkley, but that's it. It, it, I think we'll see a lot of quarterbacks think, in the first think, round. Yeah, and, I think you're wrong, but I, you know, I'm I'm way more skeptical about. It. There's so many people who just cannot not take a running back in the first round. You know, in every league, there's you know half of the league can't imagine any scenario in which they would not take a running back in the first round. Well, regardless of where they go or how many go in the first round, McCaffrey certainly up there as RB one. I think it's McCaffrey and Eckler, and then yeah, maybe, but I'm talking about the first no, overall I pick. I'm because I think there's gonna be a plethora of running backs coming back in the second and third round. I do at least, I'm not going to go running back first overall. I'm going to go with one of the players. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to get to in a minute here on another team. All right. So you're overall. on no on Christian McCaffrey. No. I'd be, um, I think it's a way riskier pick than I would normally put at that, at that position. But I think there are going to be some people who would, who will take Christian McCaffrey at one. I won't do it. Um, but, you know, there's a case to be made that, you know, 49ers elite offense. It's always going to be run heavy. Christian McCaffrey's a great player, you know, great offensive line. There's going to be lots of reasons why Christian McCaffrey can go first. And I bet but next August, he will be the consensus first selection. Mm. Christian McCaffrey. Not that I would do it, but I think America will do it. Let me give you this guy. I mentioned, again, a player from each of the remaining teams. They could, that could go first overall. Travis Kelsey. That's who I was alluding to just mm-hmm. before. Yeah, he would. He's my first overall pick. And for years, we've said, you know, we'd rather be a year, get off a guy a year early before he falls off that cliff. Yeah. But we're, we're really talking about running backs and wide receivers. <laughs> we've had that conversation, not really a tight end. It's just, I feel like we go over it every week. He's essentially two tight ends in one and an elite yeah, level he, production he does, at that. I mean, yeah. he's a, a top five wide receiver that you get to play at tight end. And there's no one comparable to him at his position. No, not Mark Andrews, not George Kittle, not Kyle Pitts yet, mm-hmm. but it's, it's Travis Kelsey. And just because he, he, the Delta between him and tight end two is so huge. I will, I will go down with the ship. Like if, if this is the year the cliff, that he falls off, you're willing to one take guy, it. I'll be like, I'll, I'll be holding on to him and we'll go off together. But, but oh, running back, very Titanic. Of yeah. You. Uh, I've never seen Titanic, by the way. Would you believe that? People don't believe me when I tell them that I've ne- never Brian, seen Titanic. I haven't either. We are, we are some of the good ones. I, I like, see. That's how I see it too. We're the good guys here that didn't see Titanic. I just we had should no be interest applauded for not seeing Titanic back in the day. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces because it's been on TV or whatever, but to, mm-hmm. I don't know, for James Cameron to have, I don't know if temerity is the right word, audacity to do a love story, but then the, the, the setting is the Titanic. Well, like then, one of the greatest it's tragedies in American history. But that's what makes it so great, right? <laughs> that's what people would say is it's, that it's, it, the whole point is that it's obviously not going to work out. You know, somebody's going to drown by even before oh, the, just before you start the movie, you know, excessive foreshadowing. In, in yeah. The, 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 yeah. How about this? <laughs> James Cameron movies suck ass. And I'm including the current avatar in that. Yeah. They are terrible, objectively terrible movies with wooden characters who are absolutely stereotypes of whoever they're supposed to be. I, I, I think his movies are rubbish. Not the term- no interest. Not the Terminator. Terminator one's a pretty good movie. Well, Terminator two is better than Terminator one. The it's rare, not. the no, rare sequel. No, oh, come on. no, it is not. 
Terminator Ooh. 2 is a deeply flawed movie. <laughs> you know who's not deeply flawed? Travis Kelsey. When yeah, you okay. get Travis <laughs> Kelsey, you get almost double the points of the number two tight end. And if you were to slough the position, you were to go all the way down to the number 12 tight end, the last tight end in, in your league. And this year, that would have been Dalton Schultz. You're at roughly triple or quadruple the fantasy points if you have Travis Kelsey from the guy who sloughed that position down to number 12. And a lot of times, by the way, when you slough down to the, you slough that position, you're the last one to take a tight end. You don't get 12. You ended up at tight end like 16, 17, 18, and you're rotating guys and, you know, stuff like that. So it could be even more dramatic. Yeah, it'll be like 33 going into next year, but he showed no signs of slowing down this past season. No, he he really didn't. He showed signs of speeding up almost. (laughs) Like he looked just as good as he ever has, if not better. So yeah. Uh, he's my my 101. Philadelphia's got a player who could go first overall. Jalen Hurts. If you believe that there's still some upside for Jalen Hurts beyond what we saw this year, and this year he was, depending on your scoring system, the highest scoring quarterback or the second highest scoring quarterback despite missing, was it three games? I think he missed, is it two or three? He missed, uh, two. I think, two. He missed two games. Had he played a full season, Jalen Hurts probably would have been, you know, a lock as the highest scoring quarterback. Now, the reason I think you can make a case for Jalen Hurts is because, again, compared to sloughing that position, his rushing makes him, you're getting like a 50% bonus over the number 12 quarterback, you know, somebody immobile, you know, like Jared Goff. Oh, at least. I mean, he had 13 rushing touchdowns, and like you just said, he missed two games. That would have been the mm-hmm. second most rushing touchdowns among running backs. Only Jamal Williams <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> had right. more. He had 17. <laughs> then there's Eckler and Derrick Henry had 13. And Eckler had 915 rushing yards. I feel like Hurts. Hurts had 763. And you could have argued if he played those two games, he yeah, would have finished have, with right. more rushing yards. More rushing yards than us. You get Austin oh. Eckler plus. Yeah. I, Although I, Eckler's obviously got all the receiving yards to go with it. But. I, it's He and Josh Allen are, are right there. I mean, uh, Hurts bulked up a little bit this past season. But I don't know. Allen's just built a little. Well, he's got the bigger frame. Hurts is way more muscular than than Josh Allen is. They're different runners. They're very different. Have a little dough to absorb those all those hits, though. But here's the thing: Hurts gets the ball inside the five a lot, and Josh Allen doesn't as much. He does some, but not as much. And I think that's you get touchdown predictable touchdown rushing from Jalen Hurts more than you do Josh Allen. Hurts is going to be my number one ranked quarterback last year. He was my number two going into this year. Yeah, and he's got the better Hurts that is the better uh, weapons through the air. Brown, mm-hmm. Smith, Goddard, I think yeah, over he, Diggs. No, he does. Over Diggs and Davis, then the pretty big drop off. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, uh, well, I think we'll see Allen, Hurts, and I think even Patrick Mahomes in the first round this year in, in one quarterback leagues. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Justin Fields. We'll see what happens with him, but I think... Uh, Justin Fields will be an en vogue early second round. Yeah, pick at I, I think you're right about because that. of the rushing. Yeah, he because hurts. Of the, yeah. they are they're running back yeah. RB ones. You basically. know, J- Justin Fields led all quarterbacks in rushing yards, and it's not close. And he missed a couple of games too. Yeah. And it's st- the start to the season was brutal for him. You can almost just say like his first five games. Yeah, he- so it's a great point. They you know they weren't he wasn't doing much of anything. You know, week one was the monsoon. Week two was a brutal matchup with San Francisco. Didn't do much in those games. And Justin Fields came on so strong with the rushing after that. All right. So we got one team left. One team left. Bengals. One-on-one. Tyler Boyd. (laughs) In your world, yes. Jamar Chase. I mean, you know, what's not to like about Jamar Chase? You could easily take him at with the first pick overall and just be 
happy that you've got Joe Burrow's primary target. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I believe T. Hig- T. Higgins is a free agent. Going, nah, he has one more. Year I left. think he's got one. Yeah, one, okay. and and they'll exercise his fifth year option. And but uh, I think he's locked down uh, for a while. T. Higgins almost helps Jamar Chase's oh, cause. Agreed. <laughs> Higgins is yes. healthy, and you know I've always kind of leaned it's it's Jefferson or Chase really. Cooper Cup will, will be in that convo still, but he's you know he's pushing. He's over thirty now, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's really Chase or Jefferson to me. And Jefferson always seemed like the safer guy, or at least going into the, this yeah. year with the same ceiling, safer floor. But the, that's kind of flip flopped with Jamar Chase. Jefferson has had the bigger dud games this year than than Chase has, and they both had those those high yes spike week type. Uh, well, and the games, other part, the other part of it is you know, and I I like Kirk Cousins, extremely capable quarterback, but you know, just the reality of it is Joe Burrow's. Awesome. I mean, he's on a Hall of Fame level uh, start to his career. And if I got to hook my wagon to a 35, soon to be 36-year-old quarterback or or uh, Joe Burrow, who's going to be whatever, 26, you know, I just feel like I, I'm more, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more settled with Jamar Chase, and I feel like that's a safer spot. Yeah, as of right now, the Vikings have to do something to address their wide receiver, too, because it's not feeling. Not, well, they not need the way they need someone year. who can yeah. stretch the field and just yeah. get the double teams, the bracket coverage off of uh, Jefferson because it happened on a weekly basis. But so they need someone. They need a T Higgins type of player to uh, help uh, pop the top. So we talked about Jalen Hurts, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase. I think each one of them is the number one ranked player at their position at draft time next year. Justin Jefferson, it might be Justin Jefferson is the number one at wide receiver, but I think it's I think Jamar Chase is could easily be that. But out of those four, who do you I got Kelsey because they're, they're Allen, Josh Allen is close to Hertz, Jefferson close mm-hmm. to Chase, Eckler, Barkley close enough to McCaffrey. Yeah. Nobody's close no to Travis Kelsey. Close to yeah. Travis Kelsey. Right so. now I'm on Kelsey, but I get the feeling I'm gonna be warming up to Jalen Hurts with my first pick next year. But I you know, but I get six months to change my mind on that. Let's break down some of these games. San Francisco. Well, some of them. How about both of them? San Francisco taking on Philadelphia. Get this. Both of the quarterbacks in this game are younger than the cornerbacks who played in the college football championship game this year. The the quarterbacks? Quarterbacks. The, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Stetson Bennett's what, like 30? And then uh, I don't even know the other guy. Yeah. But, it's, uh, it is. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And both quarterbacks in this game. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, career-defining moments with major ramifications organizationally for themselves. You know, if Jalen Hurts puts up a great game here, I think he solidifies himself as a just a big spot playmaker and the long-term solution for Philly at quarterback. If he, I don't think he will, if Jalen Hurts goes belly up here and has a terrible game, then there's still going to be some questions. If the passing is bad, he throws two or three picks. I think there's, it's going to open up an offseason of, of people saying they're not entirely sure about Jalen Hurts yet, but he can completely change the narrative. Brock Purdy can set himself up as the Niners' 20, lock 23 starter if he's not already. He could probably get himself a new contract because usually quarterbacks, if you roll into a season as your team's starting quarterback, they're not going to pay you as the seventh rounder. Yeah, if, if, if they win this game and it's not like if he plays, if he just manages this game and they yeah. win, he is the, the starter next year. I, think I don't for know sure. how you cannot. And and it signals the end of Trey Lance in San Francisco and the end of Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Those guys will move on. Lance, they'll both 
work their ways off that team, knowing they can't be starters and they will both want to be starters. So I think they'll, they'll find, they'll find new homes. So I mean, just massive implications here. And the last thing I'll mention before we dive into some of the individual matchups, San Francisco, Philadelphia, San Francisco's the best run defense and it's not terribly close. Philly's the best pass defense and it's not terribly close. These are amazingly good defenses, particularly at those two things. Yeah. What's uh, what's the over under on this game? 45 and a half. 45 and a half. Yep. I, I kind of feel the under in this one. Well, you know, Very you can beat defense. you can beat San Francisco through the air. You can beat Philly on the ground a little bit, although they've gotten a lot better at that. Um I just I I there are some angles here that worry me. Do you think Brock Purdy's do you think the other shoe drops on Brock Purdy right here in a big spot in Philadelphia with the Super Bowl on the line? Yeah, I don't I don't like calling him a rookie anymore because it's the end of the year. He's been in the NFL a whole season plus. He started half of the season essentially, but this is gonna be this is he has not experienced anything quite like what he's walking into going no. to play in Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game, flying across the country nonetheless. And in, in the, I don't, he's had road games, but he hasn't had played in a road game quite right. like this against right. a team like this. So if I had to, you know, if I had to pick the shoe falling off, other shoe falling off, or staying on, I would go falling off, but we shall see. I don't it's know. a brutal matchup. Yeah. So um, the line on this, by the way, his line, the Brock Purdy line, two hundred twenty-one yards. He's been under that number in five of his eight games, but more importantly, Philly has held opposing quarterbacks under two twenty-one. Thirteen of the last fourteen games. Imminently bettable for those that want to do so. Brock, the Brock Purdy under on this. And then, you know, keep in mind, here's Philly's pass defense. You know, I said this is they're they're the best pass defense, and it's not particularly close. Listen to this. Number one in net passing yards, number two in gross passing yards, first in sack percentage, first in yards per pass attempt, number one in pass rush by pro football focus, number five in pass coverage by pro football focus. They've got the great outside cornerbacks, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. It's just it's this is it's such a great pass defense for Philadelphia. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long day for Brock. I'm not saying that the Niners can't pull it off, but they're gonna need some their defense. They're gonna, they're gonna have to hold Philly under 21 points to win this. Probably game. that's not an easy job, no. easy, easy thing to do. Um, now Avante Maddox, Philadelphia's slot corner, may or may not play. We're waiting for final news on that. Particularly if he doesn't go. Then I'm kind of intrigued about the wide receivers that line up in the slot, which is Juwan Jennings and Debo Samuel primarily. George Kittle stands in the slot. Um, those are guys that could have a little bit more luck. The guy who's going to be left out in the cold here, I think, is Brandon Ayuk, who plays almost entirely outside. And that puts him into Bradbury Slay. Get this. Last week, James Bradbury gave up three yards in his coverage. Yeah, there wasn't That's many, it. many catches made by the Giants wide no. receivers or players well yeah <laughs> and, and including richie james dropping a wide oh, open touchdown at the end of the game that was a glorious garbage time opportunity it was i had touted him on vison with mitch and Polly um as at he was plus 300 and like 80 for an anytime touchdown and i had touted him on thursday and i'm and, I, and you know near the end of the game I'm like ah, he's not going to come through on this and then there's that pass and i'm like oh, we're gonna hit the plus 380 Doink! Ah. The old alligator arms. Uh, let me give extent. you one other. Let me give you one other uh, angle in this game that I like from a betting standpoint. Kenneth Gainwell over seven and a half receiving yards. Okay. In a nutshell, if you think the Eagles will complete 
one pass to their runners, this is a hit. Because Miles Sanders and Boston Scott just don't catch. Over the last month, they've combined for a catch. He's been targeted. Gainwell's been targeted at least once in eight straight games. He's posted seven or more yards in six of the last seven games. And here's the best part. For as great as the Niners' defense is, and it's obviously great, this is the one weird thing that they don't do well. Niners rank 26th in receptions allowed to running backs and 16th in yards allowed to running backs. The average running back game against them is five receptions for 34 yards. I need seven and a half yards. That's it. I need one fifth and give me one reception for eight yards and I'm set. That's all I need is one fifth of what the Niners normally give up. Go get it. Kenneth Gainwell over seven and a half yards. My DFS play from this game is um, Debo Samuel running from the slot. Again, I mentioned Avante Maddox may not go. His backup is hybrid safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who allowed six of eight passes to be completed on him last week. And Debo Samuel's pretty cheap. I want to say he, he logged in right around 5000 bucks. He's way off people's radar. Finally healthy, mostly healthy at this stage. I kind of like Debo Samuel here. I like it. Yeah, he, his ownership should be uh, somewhat low compared to the, the Jamar Chases and the mm-hmm. Devontae Smiths, A.J. Browns of the world. I think so. I think so. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Talk to me about Cincinnati, Kansas City. I got a couple angles I like, but I want you to go first. Well, we got to start. I want to start with Kansas City or uh, Cincy players, but we got to talk Patrick Mahomes out of the gate, I suppose, right? There's yeah. video has surfaced throughout the week. Yep, he practice. looks fine. <laughs> I don't, I, he looks like he's Do you think he's trying. Fake? Is he trying to I, look yeah. fine? Do you think there's some showmanship here? There is. He, he's not putting, he's making it appear he's putting a lot of weight on that ankle, mm-hmm. which I believe was his right ankle, right? Yeah, his right ankle. Um, I think he'd be in trouble if you were to go out and uh, play a game of hopscotch in the parking lot right now. I don't think he could execute yep. uh, in that match. I think he he's going to be limited. He's he's So I don't think we're looking at... Uh, 100% Patrick Mahomes by any means, but we'll, we'll get to the the Kansas City side. I, I guess sort of a spoiler alert, just because I don't know. we don't. No one knows how effective he's going to be. I'm kind of staying away from any Patrick Mahomes props because pretty, pretty... It feels it's, dangerous, doesn't very it? Very dangerous, yep. so yep. I, I won't be going there, but starting on the, the Bengals side, uh, I'm going back to the well with uh, receiving props uh, for running backs against the Chiefs. Went with Travis Etienne last week. Fell short of the 19 and a half yards. He had 18 yards, like on the first two drives. Mm. And then he didn't catch a pass the rest of the game. <laughs> Michael Hasey caught a pass. It was brutal. He, but he was like, uh, he was trending in that direction. Didn't yeah. work out for, for ETN, but I'm going with not Joe Mixon. I'm going with Samaj P. Ron. I like his over at 15 and a half yards. I mentioned this last week. The Chiefs allowed the second most receiving yards to running backs in the regular season, 46 per game. Joe Mixon is the starter. But here are the backups uh, who have faced the Chiefs since week 14 who would have hit this 15.5 receiving yard over. Marlon Mack had 62 receiving yards. Mike Boone, 27 yards. DJ Dallas, 32 receiving yards. Chase Edmonds, 39. So mm. backups mm-hmm. getting it done through the air. These teams actually met in week 13. Mixon didn't play, so Piran was a lead back. He did catch six balls for 49 yards. Chris Evans chipped in with a one catch for eight yards and a touchdown. So uh, Mixon will start this game, but it was kind of a, it was a split backfield last week between Pirine and Mixon. Pirine caught five balls for 31 yards, also saw seven carries. So total 12 touchdowns. I think we see more of a balanced attack at running back in this game between Mixon and Pirine. So I like the, the over on the 15 and a half receiving yards for Samaje. I, I do too. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I just, if, if you were to just look at the film of Pirine and the time, you know, his carries, we looked at all of Pirine's carries and all of Mixon's carries throughout the whole year. I don't think you could be convinced that Joe Mixon's the best running back on the Bengals right now. And Mixon was getting the, the majority of the touches in the last few weeks of the regular season. But now I was, I'm thinking it's because they wanted to keep Pirine. If they were to keep him fresh, maybe that's the, it. I don't know. The playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect Pirine will, will, will see mm-hmm. 30 to 40% of the touches, about 60% of the snaps. So uh, I'll take that over 15 and a half receiving yards. And I like Hayden Hurst. So I, I do a lot of, it's not, I do a lot of props on underdog where you just pick over unders and you got to get them all right for how many you pick. And they offer uh, fantasy points as one in, in half PPR. So I like Hurst at over six and a half or 6.95 fantasy points on underdog. But for those who don't play underdog and just looking at regular books, I like mm-hmm. the uh, over the 35 and a half receiving yards against the chiefs who allowed 60 yards per game to tight ends over the last five regular season games. Evan Engram came up a little short last week. He only had 31 yards, but he did catch five balls. That's, that's good volume. And uh, before Hurst scored against the bills last week, this, this is speaking to the over the fantasy points prop. Buffalo last surrendered a tight end touchdown in week 12 of the 2021 season. Jeez. So, so Hurst broke, <laughs> broke that uh, okay. streak, yep. ended that drought. So I like his chances to score and 
t- go over the 35 and a half receiving uh, yards. anytime the- touchdown plus 320. Yeah, I love it. Love that. And uh, did you, he, uh, it wasn't Hurst who was the first touchdown score. Did you see the kid who hit uh, a four leg? Yeah, first I saw touchdown that. It, score? It, was, it, was, it was six F- digits hit on a $5 bet. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a 73,000. Oh, okay. yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. He hit a first touchdown. He got all, every game right. Kelsey, Goddard. Jamar Chase and then Schultz. Wow! Yeah, there's a video of them watching him watching the. Oh, I didn't the, see that. The Cowboys. That'd game. be insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet. But uh, pretty bet. awesome. But uh, yeah, I like that anytime call on Hertz and, and and yeah, for sure. And uh, maybe first time, why not? And uh, one more for the Bengals. Joe Burrow over 37 and a half passing attempts. Uh, this seems a little too easy uh, for him to hit this mark. The Chiefs own the fourth highest opponent passing play percentage in the regular season. Trevor Lawrence had 39 pass attempts against Casey last week, and they didn't really possess the ball a ton, Jacksonville. And uh, in the games prior in the regular season, uh, Jared Stidham, 36 pass attempts against Chiefs. Russell Wilson, 38. Geno Smith, 40. So every opposing quarterback right in that range, and I think Burrow hit that 37 and a half with ease. Over to the Kansas City side, fire up that peacock, because we're going back to the Noah Graywell. I was just waiting. I've got my Noah Gray over 10 and a half yards sitting right here. Oh, ten and, if you get 10 and a half, that's great. I'm seeing 12 and a half. The line okay. might have moved, but uh, may have moved. I, I like it at 12 and a half. I certainly like it at 10 and a half. Uh, said it last week. He needed 15 and a half. He basically needs a catch um, to, to hit these overs. And including last week, Noah Gray has caught at least one pass in 17 of 18 games this year. Mm-hmm. In his 17 games with at least one catch, Gray has recorded at least 12 yards in 13 of them. And the games he's fallen short, it's been like 10, 8. He's, yeah, close. he's right there. So yeah. he gets a, a, yeah. at least one catch every game. Uh, and for the record, he, one of those games he went over 12 yards uh, this season was against the Chiefs in Week 13. He had 15. I'm sorry, against the Bengals in Week 13. He had 15 mm-hmm. yards. So Noah Gray over 12 and a half. And if you get him at 11 and a half or 10 and a half, like you Even saw, better. It. Yeah. love that. Uh, uh, Dawson I'll, I'll Knox. take a look and see if it's if there's an updated line on on Noah Gray. Quinton, Quinton Morris, seventy-one yards against uh, Cincy last week. Mark Andrews, Josh Oliver had ninety-nine yards against Cincy two weeks ago. So oh, tight ends produce. How about, here, how about just backup tight ends? Just in recent games, these backup tight ends have all hit the over. Charlie Kohler, Johnu Smith, Cade Otten, and Noah Gray in week thirteen hit the over. Love it. Noah Gray. I know. I know. It's just, it's a good opportunity. He's uh, you can get him at over ten and a half on points point bets. Points points bet. Ten Where's half. the That's plural on number. this? That is a great number. I like that play. If you can, uh, you shop your props as always. And lastly, I'm sticking with tight ends, and we'll go with with the, the bigger name tight end, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime touchdown. Um, I, 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 the one I'm looking at is just over point five touchdowns, but it's the same as any anytime touchdown. I just if Travis Kelsey's playing, I like his chances to score. He's a, he didn't score in the Week 13 matchup, but uh, he he scored uh, in two two previous games against uh, the Bengals. Played him twice last year. Once in the playoffs, where he had 95 yards and a touchdown, 25 yards and a touchdown in the regular season against the Bengals last week. And it's a, re- a reverse homecoming game and slash spike game for Travis Kelsey, who. Grew up in what? Cincinnati. Okay. Went to the University of Cincinnati. And then they didn't draft him. 
And they didn't draft him. So I want to revisit this, the 2013 draft from a tight end perspective. <laughs> okay. The, Bang- the Bengals <laughs> took Tyler Eifert. So Travis Kelsey went in the third round, 63rd overall. Quite the difference from where the Bengals took Tyler Eifert in the first yeah. round, 21st overall. Eifert was all right for a minute. Like, yeah. Clear mistake made by the hometown Bengals. Without a doubt. Uh, the next tight end taken in that draft was uh, Zach Ertz, the Eagles. Uh, was, yeah, should have taken out. him, too. Yeah, Ertz pretty much worked out for uh, yeah, no, the Eagles. Yeah, no, he's been very good. He has been good. Obviously, in hindsight, you would have taken Kelsey, but you can't hate that selection no. too much by the Eagles. But no. you can hate the, the Cowboys and the 49ers selections at tight end before Travis Kelsey. 47th overall, Dallas takes Gavin Escobar wow. instead of Travis Kelsey. Wow. Which is about 15 picks uh, before Kelsey went. Ugh. And then eight picks before Kelsey went to the Chiefs, 63rd overall. The San Francisco 49ers selected Vance McDonald. Oh, Vance McDonald. 55th yeah. overall. Ouch. Eight picks before Oops. Travis Kelsey. You but, know, uh, you can do this with almost every great player. You you can go back and look at the guys who, you know, the teams should have taken. I love it. I, and it's, you know, it's it's, it's such it's it just goes to show it's not a science. You know, we look back at it and go, well, duh. But it's not a science. It's really, really hard to know. And teams throw, you know, thousands of hours and millions of dollars at trying to crack the code on on the these drafts and make sure every pick is right and it's not easy. Yep. So if uh your favorite player, your Debbie player goes later in the draft than you, you were hoping. Don't worry. Yeah. Odds are he's going to have a yeah. great career. <laughs> uh, can I give you one more from yeah. Cincinnati KC? How about Jarek McKinnon under 30 and a half rushing yards? Um, the only reason this, the only reason that this number, the numbers as high as it is, I think is because he ran for 51 against the Bengals back in week 13 in that matchup. But everything else is screams under here. He's been held under. 31 rushing yards and four straight in 16 of 19 games. And Cincinnati's been a great run defense. Since they saw McKinnon in week 13, they're giving up 3.4 yards per carry. That's it. McKinnon would have to carry the ball 10 times, 10 rushes for McKinnon to get back to the, to hit the, hit the number here. So, and those running back roles are clearly defined at this point in Kansas city. Pacheco Mm -hmm. is the better running back. McKinnon is the better receiver. Yes. There's a little, crossover between the roles, but yeah, not a lot. Pacheco's getting the carries and McKinnon's right, getting the catches right. for the most part. That's and so he's not getting, to, he's not, I don't think McKinnon's getting 10 rushes in this game. So, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe there's some scenario. Well, I mean, there is a scenario where the chiefs get way ahead early and run, but I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see that likely happening against Cincinnati. Yeah, the chiefs would love to run the ball 40 times in this game if they could, but I don't, I don't see that in, in the cards either. Since he's going to nice put up points, quarterback, they could do that. Yeah, They're going to have to limit the, the, the hits that Mahomes takes. Cause I think he's going to be kind of a sitting duck back there. Kind of do too. Kind of do too. I wish it wasn't that way. Yeah. It'd be much, but we'll see. He's going to play. seems like he's going to play, but I think he's going to be a little gimpier than people. I think he's going to be gimpier in this game than he was in the game he got hurt. Well, it's almost impossible. He was dragging his leg around he last was, week. But I mean, you're you stiffen up over time, especially over a week's time, and I don't know the adrenaline's pumping in that game. They, I mean, they're probably going to. You know what's going to be pumping is the painkillers they're going to oh, be yeah. giving him in that For ankle. Sure. That's Definitely. what they pump yeah. full of those. Yep, his eyes will be a little dilated going it's, into this game. It's very possible. <laughs> um, I. Uh, so who do you got winning? Who's your Super Bowl here? I'm I'm going. I I think the Bengals. Just I I don't. If Mahomes was healthy, uh, fully healthy, I would go Chiefs. But I think the Bengals. They they did it last year against a healthier Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They won in Kansas City, so I'll go the 
the Bengals, and I, I, I just I don't see Brock Purdy beating the Eagles on either. the road. Yeah, I'm with you. I've got the same teams, but I, what I like about this set of matchups, everybody deserves to be there. I got no problem with any of these four teams no. finding their way to the Super Bowl. And some years, there's you know there's some team that you just feel like caught some lucky breaks, isn't nearly as good as you know whatever. There's some team that you know just found its way there that doesn't feel like they actually or the team that belonged to be there, even though they, you know, they won, they won their games and they got there, but you weren't like, yeah, that's, I get the feeling all four of these teams are really good teams and there's no bad matchup that comes out of this. No matter who wins, no matter what cross section of who plays who the Vegas line at opening is going to be like three points. And they're all the, very evenly matched. The four best teams are left. If you if you could put three AFC teams in the final four, I still don't think Buffalo is a better team than mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco or Cincinnati, for that matter. I think yeah. the four best teams are left, and uh, hopefully we see some good games. And, we probably will. And no injuries. Probably will. Uh, thanks for listening. I, you know, next week, I've got something on our list to do for next week, and I think it's um, our lessons learned from last year. And then the week after that, We'll be previewing the Super Bowls, our final, our final live game of twenty, well, twenty twenty two season. We're not going to break down the flag football game and uh, kick kick tack toe. They'll be playing. Ugh, gross. And some other. Oh, I don't know what they're so going to be dumb. playing. <laughs> that's so dumb. How is Tyler Huntley participating in this? Yeah, I don't know. That, that's bizarre. That is super bizarre. There are some other some bigger snubs that I don't. I don't want to get into the snub talk. Why didn't you know? Why do we even have to have this? Why does there have to even be an event? The players don't even want to do it. You know, it was bad enough when it was in Hawaii and nobody, everybody refused to go. And there was like four people who showed up and we're going to the ninth string quarterback and all that. Why does there even have to be any events? Why do we need a skills competition and a flag football game? How many non-contact injuries do we need to see where we realize that they can still get hurt playing this flag football game? Remember back in the day when they would play the flag football on the beach. Sand football, yeah. Then Robert Edwards blew out his knee, and that was the end of it. I don't know. That could happen on non-sand, too. I just don't think anybody cares about these things. I don't know. Just not really. Name your Pro Bowl teams and just let those guys bask in the glory of being Pro Bowlers, but don't play Pro Bowl. I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, flag football is dumb. And lastly, is really bothers me now is when you see these guys doing backflips after they, they win. Games? Yeah. Sometimes after they score a touchdown, if I was a general manager or owner of an NFL team, backflips certainly would not be allowed by any of my players. You'd, you'd have, that'd be a contractual obligation. They're better athletes than Bill Gramatica, but remember Bill Gramatica? <laughs> I do. I do. Blew, <laughs> For those blew out those, his ACL celebrating yeah. after a field goal. Celebrating a field goal. It was against the Giants, uh, too, I remember, at the Meadowlands. <laughs> and it was just like a meaningless game. Like, yeah, it was, jumped up and did the, yeah, came down. <laughs> I could, yeah. So stop back, back flipping everyone out there. No, no need. Get hurt. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll look forward to uh, chatting with you uh, next week and uh, previewing the Super Bowl week after that. Bye bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.